Ladies and gentlemen, people of all gender expressions, thank you for checking out the North Bank Media Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Strevens. Joining me on the show this afternoon on short notice was Walter Aliaga. Uh, Walter is an American-born photographer now residing in Edmonton, and I was, you know, just cruising Instagram one day, prospecting for the show, looking for interesting guests, and uh, Walter's work really jumped out at me, along with, you know, his bio and, and the writings that accompany his photography, and you know, he seemed like a great guest uh, for the show, and it turned out that he was. You know, I think he describes himself, uh, you know, as hashtag woke or as a, as a male feminist. But, you know, I don't think that that, that, that way of thinking clouded uh, his his opinions and his thoughts. He, he was very frank in the way he appraised, um, you know, the state of things, if you will, specifically the sort of the boom in, um, let's say, the mediation of sexuality, OnlyFans, pornography, uh, strip clubs even. And, uh, you know, boudoir photo shoots, that's a big part of what he does. And, you know, we, we, we had some conversations about uh, what it means to be a content creator, uh, sexual content, or maybe not sexual content, but, you know, content that, that is very personal and, and that you distribute as you like uh, to, to people that, that choose to pay for it. But, of course, there are evils and pitfalls associated with that. And I think he was very open to talking about all of that. Um, as well as talking about his own, uh, some of his own personal struggles, which, you know, this show really appreciates when guests are willing to, uh, to go there and be frank and to share. And, and Walter did all that. So a great conversation with a very talented individual. Please enjoy it. This is my conversation with photographer Walter Aliaga. did this on short notice and my first question was you said you're from new york and now you're in edmonton so what please why <laughs> um this this is always an awkward an awkward uh okay a conversation good um so like uh i born and raised in new york uh i uh, i got married when i was really young okay uh so i got married when i was 20 years old uh to the love of my life Wonderful. And uh, we had like uh, we had like four or five like uh, like four years, amazing years, and everything. Uh-huh. Uh, but then she developed a blood clot in her calf. Okay. And it traveled through her lungs, and she died. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, my uh, sympathies, know, man. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, to hear no, that. no, no. It's been it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. I always start with like, all right, uh, don't be sad. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, and then so I I kind of like I had a friend that lived in Edmonton. I met her actually through like Halo, oh. a video game. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and, and very and modern. So I came. <laughs> yeah, I came and visited, and I ended up staying. Um, and then I got, and I and I and uh, my friend and I, we ended up marrying later on. Oh, wow. uh, which was which was not like a not a good thing, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but but I ended up, but that's how I ended up here. Just okay. uh, pretty much, uh, pretty much is everything in New York. Uh, if you ever saw the movie Serendipity, yeah, uh, where they they fell in love, like you know, like the the ice rink in like in Christmas and everything, mm-hmm. exact. We met at that ice rink in in Central Park, oh. in like in like the middle in Christmas, 
like the whole thing. And so everything in New York just reminded me of her. And at that time, like obviously when something like that happens, uh, you know, like you kind of like fight or flight and I, and I flew. You flew. <laughs> and, but you landed okay on your feet, right? Uh, yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely. Actually, you know, like not to, uh, I landed way better than okay because I ended up uh, taking all my investments that I had there because I, I worked uh, I worked as a, a graphic de- graphic and web designer for Dow Jones okay. on Wall Street. Wow. And, uh, and so I took all my investments and I brought it here and I bought a house. Uh, and, you know, like at the time I was really sad because you're not supposed to take anything out to like you're 60 right. or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, so I got hit for, you know, for like 20% or so. Um, but right after that, uh, the internet and the housing bubble hit. Okay. And so, uh, if I left it there, uh, I would have le- I would have lost ninety five percent. Well, so, rather lose sixty, <laughs> you know, than lose nothing. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no, no, for sure, sure. So, uh, so it was like, uh, yeah. Um, back then, uh, Alberta Oil uh, protected us, right? For sure. Back in the good old days. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Back in the good old days. So when was uh, it? Not you, so much now. Well, yeah, and that's a whole thing. When was it that you came yeah. out to uh, to Edmonton for for the first time? What, what year was that? Uh, um, I can't remember the year. It's been sixteen years or so. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I've been here for a while, and uh, you know, like it was it it, it was nice enough. You know, like I don't. Mm. For me, I'm I'm more kind of a you can make a heaven out of hell or a hell out of heaven, right? So Absolutely. like I yeah so like you know I came here it was uh, at the, especially at the time you know like it was definitely uh, a big market uh, you know a lot of money to be made uh, you know people mm-hmm. uh, plenty jobs were plenty and all that kind of stuff right right so that's you came from a corporate like you're doing graphic and creative work on a corporate background and did you pursue yeah. that out here in Edmonton still or, or I, um, I I I I tried I tried. Um, I tried looking around and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, like my, uh, my, my, uh, my, my shift, my mindset kind of shift. Okay. Obviously when something, um, something, a big event like that happens mm-hmm. and I cared, I cared so little about money than I did before, mm. you know? Um, and so, and so then I just like, uh, I just started my own business uh, initially it was just kind of graphic design and web design. And then as social media, uh, grew, mm-hmm. uh, it just became into, you know, working with companies and brands with social media. Now, um, pretty much is just like an online, um, media management and creation. So that'll include like websites, graphics, okay. uh, photography and videography and pretty much everything. Right. Okay, so if people want to see your work and see see maybe if they need if they can get some assistance from you, what is Instagram the best way, or do you have a website? Uh, really, yeah, really, Instagram is really the best way. Like right now, I'm, uh, I think that's like I took down like all my other websites and everything. Just okay. I have a lot of, I have a lot of like uh, I have a lot of clients, mm-hmm. so I don't really like I don't I'm not like actively searching for oh, nice gigs or anything <laughs> like that. You know, that's kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it is. And also, um, also it allows me, especially with my photography, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I can pick and choose what projects I like. Nice. Um, and especially with my photography, it's, it's very, uh, it's very much for my soul. Right. And so like, I do what, like, 
I do what helps me. And uh, like, I, I, I always say that my photography is very emotional. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, I think one of the things there, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know many photographers. I haven't gone through many photographers' styles or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, I try to connect as much as I can with my clients. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, you know, if, if we're vibing, we'll talk for like an hour before we even do anything. Wow. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, I want to know what they're about. I, I want to know what's going on, like why uh, they're shooting, uh, all that kind of stuff, right? And, and yeah. that helps me connect and also i think what's most important in the in a photo session is that uh someone is comfortable mm. not only are they comfortable with me but they're comfortable with what we're going to shoot right and and all that stuff right well yeah and i i would say you must you must take them to a place of real comfort to, to do some of the stuff that we see here on your page right like this is some very <laughs> you know they're they're bearing their bodies they're bearing their souls is it is it a long yeah. discussion to get there a lot of the time, or is they, they come to you with these concepts or what? Um, not really. I think a lot of people that come with me now they know what I do and mm-hmm. they know my style. You know, someone's not gonna someone doesn't like message me and is like, hey, I want you to like shoot my like you know like my family photo session in leaves <laughs> and stuff in the park. You know, yeah, I don't see much of that even, here. Yeah, even though I have and I do. You know, like sometimes, uh, you know, because, you know, camera equipment is expensive, right? Hey, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> so, um, but like, uh, but, you know, like I have the pleasure. I, I've been working uh, in the industry in uh, with sex workers for over 15 years. Hmm. Uh, and so I have uh, I have the, the honor of ha- knowing a lot of the models that I shoot okay. for many years. And also, not only that, with knowing them, uh, because of how I do conduct my sessions, mm-hmm. where I really push like model safety, and okay. especially especially as a male mm-hmm. uh, photographer, uh, in you know, uh, in general, like I've always been kind of like a feminist, and so like sure. uh, you know, like I really care, and uh, what happens in the industry, and there are some. Uh, some negative things that happen in the mm-hmm. industry. So I just try to be like the opposite and try to, you know, like do as much as I can, like have like certain rules that I, before I even do anything, I talk with uh, the models and everything. And so because of that trust, I get, uh, I'm lucky enough to get a lot of my work through like word of mouth. Okay. Right. You, you become a trusted person that people are comfortable with. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's let's go there because I find that interesting. Like, it, definitely, your page was eye catching. You know, I was looking for for Evanston-based people to talk to, and whatever image came up, I immediately clicked and, and started exploring. Now, a lot of these images, you'd say these women are in. Well, what what's the terminology here? Uh, sexually suggestive or sexually themed um, concepts? Um, for the thing is, um, like. Like you're like the person who is looking at it is the person. So like if if there's like a naked female in front of me, mm-hmm. that's not that's not a sexual thing. Sure, okay. that's like a beautiful like naked body. Mm. Uh, you know, and like obviously, like I think men and women can, uh, you know, mm. men and can both uh, appreciate that. Sure. Um, but sexualizing is really based on the person, right? Very good. And point. so one of the big, one of the best things, 
yeah, one of the best things that I think uh, that I, I, I kind of a transformation that I went through uh, working with so many sex workers early on, uh, mm. early on, like I kind of, you, you kind of release that sexualizing mm. of the female body. Mm. Um, and so, and then, so now, uh, because uh, with my work and, uh, and, and people that are my friends and everything, mm-hmm. nudity isn't like a, is, is not like a big thing in my life. You know, it's, okay. it's, very, it's a very normal thing, right? Right. And so like, yeah, so for me, I would say like I do nude art and boudoir. So okay. boudoir being more kind of uh, just, uh, it, it's usually more kind of more of empowering so you know like i'm not i'm not like hey i want you to like do this and bend over and whatever you know i talk right. i talk i i talk with my clients and it's usually they're they're trying to uh my my typical clients either go from uh women who are very much in touch with their bodies mm-hmm. and wants to kind of uh express themselves artistically mm-hmm. or uh, women that are not in touch with their bodies ah. and want want to uh, you know boudoir is like uh, an a- an avenue for them to gain that right mm-hmm. you know and, sure. and and that's something I, I really understand because I myself I, I, I suffer from extreme body dysmorphia mm. so so when I look in the mirror like I don't see what's actually there mm-hmm. I I see like what my brain sees, you know, I grew up like this short fat kid and stuff. So like, <laughs> sure. no matter how much I go to the gym or, or eat well and stuff, you know? And so I think a lot of people, uh, especially uh, women whose, uh, you know, like the facts are that, you know, beauty is, uh, is, is number like one of the highest priorities when it comes yeah. to as a society, when it comes to women, right. Mm-hmm. Which sucks. But, you know, to say that it doesn't is like you're going to be lying to yourself. For sure. For sure. Good of you to acknowledge that. I guess, yeah, that's that. I want to go back to what you said there before is like the sexualization or the objectification happens on the part of me, the viewer. And so if we take that out and we say, well, that's not what the art is doing, then then what to you is left? Is it beauty? Is it uh, a vulnerability? Is it it's many things probably. But if we if we take that out, what are we what are we truly doing here? For me, it's uh, for me, it's uh, pretty much expressing. I'm trying to express like my emotions, mm-hmm. uh, and and the people that work with me like want to help me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, and even and do it themselves as well, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm, <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm a, I'm a cis, I'm a cis heterosexual male, uh, you know, like uh, I'm not, I'm not saying. You know, like, oh, I'm not attracted to women or mm-hmm. I don't see women in, in that kind of way. Like, I'm, I'm not at all denying that, mm. you know, and, and I don't think I don't think men need to deny the facts of, you know, that men are attracted to women if they are like obviously heterosexual and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm uh, I think men uh, lack respect, mm. but, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the men that are out there that kind of, you know, whatever, do what uh, I don't think should be appropriate or everything is, is, is due to lack of respect. Hmm. And so for me, uh, I have extreme respect for uh, all my clients, for um, all my friends. Most, most of my friends are female, um, you know, and so with that, 
uh, I feel like we try to express some kind of emotion. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, like sometimes those emotions are, you know, like sadness or, yeah. you know, like sorrow. But you know what? Sometimes those emotions are like lust, mm -hmm. you know, like are like a little more animalistic and mm -hmm. stuff, you know, like sure. I don't want, you know, like I, I don't want to be afraid because I'm a, I'm, I'm a man to like, you know, express those things or, or work with someone who wants to express that because those are, those are real. Those are raw, Yeah, you know, and it's, it's not, those are not the things that are bad. It's what bad people do with emotions and, and their actions and stuff. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. And we shouldn't shy away from, from all of all, you know, angles or aspects of humanity and art is kind of the place to, to do that. What is it? Maybe you can help me understand, like, how is it that these women feel empowered or, or take on their sense of agency while posing in these ways? Like, do you know what I'm saying here? Like some people might look at this and say, oh, well, you're just you're just selling sex. And I know we just went over that. But these women, they come to you and say, I want to bear my body. I want to I want to create art with you. And that empowers me. How does that work, do you think, in their minds or in, in, in your relationship with them? um obviously you know like every uh you know every every person is like their own unique uh, and they have their own unique reasons and everything mm -hmm. uh i think uh, sometimes uh people look at what i'm trying to express and a lot of a lot of my photography is also accompanied uh with some kind of writing yeah, yeah. and uh you know like i've i've my writing has been always my, my first uh, my first love, okay. and uh, ever ever since I was young, uh, I, I I suffer from like depression since I was like a little kid, mm -hmm. and so writing, uh, you know, I I used to be uh, one of those young emo kids. Okay, you know, yeah, for sure. <laughs> my all my fingernails black and you know like all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, and you know, and I, and I and yeah, that was me with like writing poems about you know, my heart being like bloody heart or something like that and stuff like that, you know? And just like, you know, I love that it hurts because at least I can feel something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... You know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and and like, I found very... I found my me being able to express myself with my writing uh, to help with my mental health. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, when I discovered photography, uh, that kind of accompanied... Uh, the same thing and and a lot of it is therapeutic and so for me i'm trying to express something uh, i think people see uh i think some people uh not only like do they like the photos but they also read what i'm writing and you know for some people it just kind of hits them right mm -hmm. uh because it's not all just me i take in a lot of like i take in a lot of like stories from people that i've i've known or, you know, or just other things where I imagine like different situations and I just kind of like try, try to put myself in that place or whatever. Right. Okay. Uh, Cause I get a lot of messages that people think I'm maybe suicidal oh. <laughs> or I'm in constant heartbreak or something. Right, right. And that's definitely, that's definitely not the case. I just like, um, I just, you know what? I just, I, I can't write about happiness. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think they want to like latch on to something mm -hmm. like an idea or or feelings and 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 maybe kind of like be part of it right um yes when it comes when it comes to that uh and for from my understanding uh i've had women message me about our photo sessions and 
for them, uh, a lot of the times when they see themselves, whether, you know, like they're not in their prime or they have kids and mm. they have stretch marks or, or whatever, maybe they mm-hmm. gain lost weight, gained weight, anything, mm-hmm. anything, maybe some, maybe their ex told them they're ugly, who knows, you know, or whatever, something in society has made them feel that they can't see themselves how they want. So when I see them is very different because I see uh, most of the women I see, uh, I, I, you know, like there's beauty in everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they want to see themselves through my eyes, mm-hmm. through my lens. Interesting. And when they look at a photo, it's not, you know, it's not a mirror. It's like, Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Like this is me, you know, like you get, you get that, like, is this me kind of, <laughs> reaction all the time and i think most boudoir photographers do that right right um like that's like their you know that's 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 the aha moment and uh a photo shoot is very therapeutic for males and females and Mm. couples and you know like it is is very therapeutic because you uh you you get to let someone else who's trained to see the beauty you know uh, you let mm-hmm. them look at you and take pictures and then show you like, Hey, like you, you know, you look fucking amazing. Or, <laughs> you look amazing here you know, in everything. Right. And, yeah. and, and yeah. So like, uh, you know, I, I've, I've shot men, I've shot men and you know, the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's a little lighting here, you know, like, yeah, we know you got a little punch there, but you know what, we're going to put a little shadow there. So, <laughs> like, and, you know, and you, all this kind of stuff, right. You yeah. know, just, you know, just seeing yourself at your best. Mm. And I think, I think for anyone, it's just, it's just pretty much like if you walk in the street and someone just gives you a compliment, like, Hey, you know, like you're, you're looking good or whatever kind of thing. Right. And just, I don't it just it just makes you feel good, you know. It gives you those like emotional hugs. Okay, I think that's that was the aha moment that I just had. There was like the empowerment happens when when people are able to see themselves for themselves rather than through all these lenses of society or their own, you know, dysmorphia or whatever it may be. All these these prisms, these layers that strip us from our humanity in some ways. And your photography sort of reveals people to themselves in a way. It sounds like. Yeah. And yeah, there's, there's so many aspects where, you know, like, uh, from like boudoir where they, you know, like a lot of boudoir is based around, uh, that, you know, like someone, um, someone being able to see themselves, um, not only in somewhat, some occasions a little, you know, with lingerie, some Mm -hmm. occasions a little naked, you know, like as a man, (laughs) like, (laughs) you know, like, uh, I, I, I don't know how most men are, but you know, like, uh, like seeing myself like naked on a photo kind of thing. It's not like a, an ideal thing. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, but I've had people like shoot me or I shot myself and, and it's, and it's different, you know, and, and, and for me it's very therapeutic. I, I shoot myself. I try to shoot myself often okay. uh, just because I'm fighting that body dysmorphia, you know, like cool. I do go to the gym. I am not, like, you know, when someone gives me a compliment, it's really hard for me to accept sure. uh, physical compliments because uh, I know, like, I know, I know what as- my traits are strong and I never think, you know, just because of how I grew up is this physical and stuff. Right. 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 That's fascinating stuff, man. So you actually, you, you photograph, you do self portraiture as well. And you find that's like a healing. Uh, for me. Yeah. Wow. For me. Yeah. So like, I'm in a process of 
my next step is going to be uh, other photographers shooting me. Okay. You, you haven't made that <laughs> so, step yet? You haven't done that yet? No, 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 okay. not there. You know what? I was there and then uh, and then I got that, you know, that COVID 20 or 15 or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah, let me let me uh, let me hit the gym a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Hey, that's fair enough. Well, I'm I'm a videographer and I work with people all the time from behind the camera and through this podcast, I've recently started going in front of the camera and it, it is, it shatters you in some ways. It, it, it's for better and for worse. You know, it's like, ah, that's how I move. That's how I sound. That's how I look. And then you have yeah. to ask yourself, is this a problem or am I seeing it as a problem? I don't know. Yeah, no, no, definitely. It's, it's, it's being in front of a lens. Mm -hmm. It's a different, and you know, and, and I also, I do it to kind of like connect with like models and clients because mm -hmm. It is hard, you know. I'm like, yeah. hey, just move your arm and just do this, and give me a smile that doesn't look like you're, you know, like you're being held up, you know. Right. And but but when you're in front of a camera and there's lights, mm -hmm. uh, let alone if there's more than one person in the room, oh yeah, yeah no, that's that's a different story. <laughs> big time, big time. So you say you work with with sex workers regularly, and you have been. What do yes. you What do you mean by that? Internet people, like OnlyFans, or are you talking like street? people that sell on um, the street or no no <laughs> selling what on the street Their bodies. <laughs> <laughs> um, um i think you know like sex workers obviously come it's it's a very broad um so sure. a lot of my clients are um maybe escorts oh, okay, um okay. a lot of my clients are strippers okay um gotcha. you know uh, and then also because of during covid a lot of my clients are um, OnlyFans, OnlyFans models right. as well. Um, and so I've been working, uh, one of my clients is uh, one of the the owners of, of strip, strip, strip clubs in Alberta. Okay. And so I, I do work for them, you know, like on their brands and, okay. uh, and their marketing and everything. But because of that, I have been connected with strip clubs and strippers mm -hmm. for many years. And so that's why I have like uh, a long, uh, long, con a, a long time of connecting and having friends that are strippers and everything. Um, so, so yeah, so, you know, and anyone really in, in this, in this, because of uh, my work comes from word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and especially when we're, we're talking about this kind of work, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I, I definitely think you should, you know, like, like I said, like I push like model safety, right. you know, like if a girl goes on Instagram and just says like, oh, I need some nude shoots done, <laughs> they, they're going to get like, oh, yeah, anybody I, that has a camera phone yeah, is no going to message them, sure. you know? And so, yeah. and so, you know, like I always talk about, you know, like, do your research, mm -hmm. you know, like be careful, um, ask around, uh, you know, and, and, and it's true. And, you know, especially with younger girls, especially only fans mm -hmm. that I found, you know, like fuck like 18 years old, boom, I want to make some money and yeah. opens an only fans. You know, I tell them like, Hey, like be careful, you know, like these are, these, these, these are photos that these people will have for probably the rest of their lives on some storage thing yeah. or whatever kind mm -hmm. of thing, you know, you know, like, and then also, you know, like you're so young and everything, you know, like, uh, you know, you have to like, you know, at 18 years old, uh, the, the, the maturity that someone has at 18 years old is zero. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, in some cases, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I don't want to be insulting or anything like that, but you know, like you're not really thinking about, you're thinking short term, right? Yes, that's good. So, um, and then also, you know, with safety wise, you know, like they think, oh, okay. Uh, the thing about photography, photographers get this little trust, unearned trust, hmm. you know, like, sure. oh, he's my photographer. Like they're on an assumption that this person is not is gonna take care of them, mm. is gonna like do right by them and all that stuff. There, this is nothing. I don't, I don't have like to pass a test. I don't have like a, I don't have some kind of you know some kind of like police record I need to make sure, <laughs> sure. or whatever or yeah. be signed up anywhere. Like no, you know, like you're giving this unearned trust to these people, mm. and especially when it comes to women um, shooting with men. It's, you know, even more so, you know, and so that's why, uh, like, one of my rules is, like, you know, like, look me up, ask around. Uh, if, if you want, you can bring someone with you for sure. Right on. You know, there, there needs to be rules about where you can change, have areas where you can change and all that kind of stuff, right? right. And then, and then there's, there's just a lot of rules just, just so, like, they can feel safe and be safe, you know? Beautiful. Now... So I imagine there's horror stories then of photographers that aren't really truly in it for the art and they're just sort of. Oh, hundred percent. Well, we call them, we sure. call, we call male photographers that are not really in it for photography. Just like guys with cameras, right? Guys with cameras. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a good way to put it. What? So where do you come out on this whole, for sure COVID has been probably a boom in OnlyFans, right? And women able to market yeah. themselves in any way they choose. Do you see that as part of the empowerment uh, process where they can have control over their image and disseminate it and make money and could even get financially independent through that? Do you, do you see any moral issues with that? Or are you all for the kind of the creator doing I'm, the thing? I'm all for women doing whatever the hell they want with their bodies. Women, any choice that you want to do with your body, like I'm, I'm with you. Like, mm -hmm. great. Um, the only negative that I see is, uh, the age where women are making choices to do this. Sure. Uh, because it might, it seems like, Oh, only fans. Yeah. You know what? Let me just like make a whole bunch of money and everything like that. And, and you know, there, there are occasions where someone can come in and make a lot of money, but a lot of the times it's a grind sure. and it's like anything else. It's like anything else you have to, you know, like, you have to like set up a brand and you got to push it regularly and do all these things. Right. And then also comes to a, a point of like a moral issue, mm -hmm. you know, um, like morally, what are you okay with? You know, like, is, are you just going to do, uh, are you just going to, you know, post some new pictures right. or are you going to be going straight into porn? Right. And you know, like in what other age, what other age besides OnlyFans era is like porn such a prevalent like uh you know like uh career choice you yeah. know yeah <laughs> like like literally it's like Never uh, should I get a job or should I get a job or should I just do OnlyFans right. you know right and then you know what and then people can come in and thinking oh you know what I'm just gonna you know I'm just gonna post like a titty peck who cares right <laughs> like you know like whatever but you know what if someone throws down enough money you'll probably do enough things that you might have never thought you would have. And, yeah, you know, probably. especially, 
You, and you know what? That's the same thing with me. Like, okay, <laughs> I'm the same way. You know, like I'm here. You know, like hey, if someone gave me like, I always think about that. It's like, what does it take for me to do this or <laughs> or whatever? Right. You know, it's like you know, like there's a price for everything. Literally, at some point, it might be a high price for some people, and for some people, it might <laughs> some people might just be like fifteen ninety nine. Who knows? <laughs> Fifteen ninety nine monthly, and that's the beauty of OnlyFans, you know. Oh my goodness! Oh no! I and the I've seen I, I'll shoot girls um, that go from they barely just show like a nipple here and there mm. to girls that do porn, and the variety of pricing mm. uh, it really depends on the market. It depends on the person and their popularity, because mm-hmm. you you can have like some girl who has who's been popular. Let's say like she was like a cosplay girl. Mm-hmm. And so she already has like a big following. So she can like charge like 20 bucks a month and barely show anything. <laughs> but if it was like someone else who didn't have any kind of following, you know, like they're probably maybe like charging, you know, just $5 a month and they're putting like porn in there, you know, because for them, maybe that's, that's just what they can do and they're okay with it and all that kind of stuff. So it's a wide variety. So I think morally, um, I think it brings up these choices that most people, men and women, mm-hmm. uh, men, women, LGBT, you know, whatever, Anybody, uh, yeah. all, all of the above, uh, have, have, have to face right off the bat mm. because easy money, you know, because depression, because all right. that stuff. Right. Well, yeah, there's two places I want to go, but maybe let's stay on this, on the creator side. Is there certainly some people who who use OnlyFans and sell them images of themselves are are maybe not in the best place mentally spiritually and and that could maybe only worsen you know they may feel cheapened inside they you know they they might not be doing the healing that they that they ought to be doing you might say oh yeah you know like it's not all happy and positive and empowering i, I don't think <laughs> well i don't know i don't think so either um you know like i think uh, I think pornography is, um, uh, you know, I think anyone who wants to enjoy pornography and couples and singles and whatever kind of thing, you know, uh, I think with anything, it can, you know, be good and bad, you know, like mm-hmm. cookies. Cookies are <laughs> amazing. Absolutely. But you know what? Love Enough cookie. cookies, they're going to be bad, you know? <laughs> yeah. The, you know, like, the you know the cookie monster he's di- he has diabetes yeah. 100% you he's know? in trouble so, yeah yeah no he's 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 getting a leg amputated as oh, we speak oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that changes uh, sesame street for me man oh man no i'm telling you but um <laughs> but yeah I, I and then also i think uh especially with the covid uh you know like uh social media is made to bring people together um but it's not really like that you know no. uh you know is is the is the idea and so mm-hmm. a, a lot of times people will form connections, you know, like, you know, like to be honest, I mean, in my, at least in my point of view, uh, you know, a guy that follows a female on OnlyFans or someone on OnlyFans, mm-hmm. there's only a certain amount of ways you can see like bare breasts and vagina, <laughs> you know, like after, okay, I've seen it in water. It was in sand. It was like <laughs> in the shower after, you know what? Like after that, is something else that's going to keep them coming for mm-hmm. the ones who, the ones who pay every month and month, right? Right. What they're trying to do is they're trying to find a connection, just like, mm. um, just like with anything, they're trying to find some kind of connection, 
uh, and they idealize or they see this person and whether they want it to be like a sugar daddy or right. they just want to be feel like that person like is a friend or something like that you know like they wanted some kind of connection and these and and people who are running these only fans and other platforms like that they're giving them access to that right, right. you know it's like hey you can you know in normal life you probably couldn't talk to me or say anything but here right. if you pay if you pay 15 bucks a month you can send me a message you can send me a dick pic and i'll tell you if it's nice or not <laughs> is that true <laughs> you know oh no dick ratings is a thing is a way ratings. to dick ratings and dick really quick side a, a, a little side adventure <laughs> uh so so with dick ratings is interesting uh -huh. because you get like dick ratings and you would think like oh yeah the, the guy wants the girl to you know like oh like oh it's ma massive right. it's amazing it would it would like you know light of my life or right, right right but there's also uh the subversion of dick ratings where men want them to tell them how puny and, and small uh, and insignificant it is and, and yeah it's it's very it's it's a it's 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 interesting but that kind of really goes into kinks and bdsm and all that kind of stuff sure. which which i am like I, i'm really part of that community as well so okay yeah, well, I mean, and I, I've really, through this podcast, learned to really just stop judging anything like that. Like, if that's what people want to do and it's not infringing on me and I'm not being forced to rate their dick, I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I'm fine with it. Do you do you yeah. think that, though, maybe there is some, there's a degree of mental illness or there, and again, I'm not judging, maybe I'm wrong, but is there a degree of maybe some trauma or mental illness that's leading to some of these kinks and some of the ways that we're communicating with people on a whole through a platform like OnlyFans where it's like, you mm. do what you like, but also, are you okay? <laughs> you know? See, see, that can, see, that can open up like a big uh, avenue of discussion because now, if we're talking about trauma, mm -hmm. now I feel trauma forms us all. I feel trauma forms how not only we, not only how we deal with people, um, how we deal with uh, sexual yes. encounters or our own bodies and everything. Yes. You know, like trauma, you know, like for me, uh, I know like how my trauma has formed me. Mm -hmm. It's formed me into the person I am where um, like I have to be kind of like, uh, a, like a, I have to be people's like, like someone that someone relies on kind of thing, oh, you know? Okay. Sure. Like yep. I'm, that, I'm that type of person. I, I have like a Superman complex and all that kind of thing when I was younger, right? And so, like, and and it's not, you know, people were like, oh, you know, like, you're a really great guy and all this other stuff. And it's like, yeah, yeah, sure. But <laughs> I think what happened with my dad being sure. a shitty person yeah. and not wanting to be anything like him. And then, you know, what happened with my wife that died. And so I want to be best to like represent, you know, like to in, in her honor, uh -huh. like that trauma has formed me into this person who pretty much has to be as I have to be better than I was yesterday. You know, like I have to treat people as like, as like anyone would. And I'm really a try hard when it comes to, <laughs> okay. when it comes to respect and, and helping people and everything like that. And so like, you know, now, when you talk about OnlyFans and everything, um, I think people are affected by it and people's traumas have uh, made them want to do that. But if it wasn't OnlyFans, it was something else. Sure. This person who's like, this person who's 
subscribed and giving, you know, Nancy, you know, like $300 a month and whatever. Mm-hmm. This person probably was also maybe going to the strip clubs and um, right. getting a few dances mm-hmm. because Nancy would like, you know, made him feel special and knew his name and everything. <laughs> you know, this person probably also has a friend who he would, she, he would take to, you know, go shopping every once in a while kind of thing, you know, I got you. Uh, whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. So um, the only thing that OnlyFans has done is give people access to a wide variety of people. You know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not just, you know, sugar smiles on stage. Now it's Nancy, the your you know, like your neighbor's daughter. <laughs> right. It's 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 brought us closer in some weird way where now like the average person can have a relationship with the average person that's mediated. And yeah. so, like, it's not like I'm just, I'm looking at the, the high quality porn from, from browsers or whoever, but I'm actually now like connecting with the next, the girl next door, so to speak. Yeah. It, oh, a hundred percent. Right. It's, I wish I could put it in words better, but it's almost like, well, truly it's like everybody is a content creator and a consumer of it now. Right. And yeah. And our sexuality is, I mean, it's, it's more and more mediated. I, I worry, but, but um, I don't know if that's a problem, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's a problem. Uh, you know, I think for, I know many, you know, I work with a lot of uh, girls who do only fans and for mm. some of them, if it wasn't for only fans, I don't know what they would have done, you know, like, <laughs> okay. like they, they got you know, going. just, just cause you know, like, you know, they can't make enough money at work right. or they, they can't find like a job or something, especially back in the day uh, when only when like COVID was really bad and everything was closed and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, and then or or I know a lot of uh, a lot of moms who have kids. Mm-hmm. Well, they can't have a job and afford to ha- take care of their to have like someone to take care of their kid while they go to the job. Right. Sure. Um, you know, just like a whole bunch of whole bunch of like different avenues where this is like, it's been really positive. And you know why, if someone can just make, if someone can do like a few hours of work at night after they work to kind of get ahead of their own lives and all that stuff, you know, yeah. I do the same thing, you know, sure. like I have, like, I have like my own business, but I have clients mm-hmm. and after I finish my daily, you know, like, let's say I finish my day, like at four or five o'clock, you know, like if I, I can go home and, rest and you know watch like netflix mm-hmm. or i can book something else i can yeah. book till like 10 p.m and that will get me ahead either financially maybe i'm maybe i'm just going like meeting some clients and doing some networking mm-hmm. you know it's what you do on that extra time right and the same thing goes with like only fans and everything if you're only going to put like 10 like half hour mm-hmm. uh, a, a week in it you're you're gonna probably make only like a little bit here and there you know mm. but if you know i know girls that put in a lot of work they put in photo shoots they do their own photo shoots they buy like camera equipment they all the all this stuff and they make like twenty thousand a month fuck you know yeah <laughs> twenty thousand a month Come on, just for something you don't even have to buy, you you born with it? <laughs> yeah, you're born with it. Although I suppose it won't last forever either, so they might as well make it now they can. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, like, but that goes with, like, all, like, sex trades, really, right? You know, like, even uh, with my friends that are strippers, you know, they, same thing. They, uh, they can strip for a couple of years, mm-hmm. really. If they're really hustled, they can make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I've known so many girls who've stripped for maybe five, six years, 
And then they just fed their outside businesses uh, or they bought properties and they live on their properties and everything, right? Nice. So, like, you know, it's like with anything. It's it's something that um, I, it's if I was, uh, if I was a young, sexy female, I would a hundred percent do it. hundred percent. I wouldn't make that bank. I feel like I would, I feel like I would too. And I'm the older I get, the less, the less judgmental I am of that. If there's a, if there's a demand and you can fill the supply, like purely from a market oh, yeah. standpoint, who am I to say? Yeah. Yeah. As long as you're not hurting anyone, you mm -hmm. know, and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know what, like, uh, with anything, uh, you know, if, if you, if you, if you were selling, let's say you were selling, um, a sports drink or something like that, you know, if mm -hmm. someone wanted to buy like crates and crates of it, you know, like, uh, um, you'll them to do whatever they want. If someone wants to show, you know, like, Hey, I believe in all relationships, as long as both sides, as long as, you know, both sides are satisfied, right. like is no one's to judge, you know, like, like, uh, you know, if you're, if he's a sugar daddy and this is mm -hmm. sugar baby, you know, like, if he's getting what he wants and right. she's getting what she wants, like who else is to say anything? That's true. That's true. My grandmother used to say that you never know what's between two people. Now, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know that my grandma was alive today. She would be super <laughs> stoked on all this, but whatever. Do you think, yeah. though, that it's like, can we condemn or could we maybe identify a problem in our society among men where this is how they're uh, pornography, uh, attending strip clubs, all that sort of thing? Is there a problem there? Or maybe not a problem. Um, is, it, is it a comment on the way men are living today rather than I think years ago? I I think the answer is there's always has been a problem between men, uh, their sexual urges mm -hmm. and women. Mm, so sure. um, it's nice now we have laws. So before, <laughs> you know, before you just fucking, I'm um, sorry, before no, you just hit, you can say whatever. <laughs> okay. So before you just fucking like um, just hit someone over the head and, and do whatever you want because you're the alpha and whatever kind of thing, you know? Um, you know, like if you, if you believe in the Bible, if you believe in history, just f let's, let's talk about facts. Let's talk about history. Sure. Think about and, and listen to all the stories of men dealing with women. And most of them are horrific. <laughs> it, at the very least, disrespectful. You know, like women haven't had rights till the last few hundred years or less. Right. Um, so yep. like. The problem is uh, between men and women, not today's society, not to the problem is men have always had this issue. Mm. There's a reason why pornography, there's a reason why there's so many industries, you know, because most men, they do everything for women, whether it's getting a good job, mm. dressing well, <laughs> sure. you know, like <clears throat> all these other things. Yeah. Um, you can say obviously not with everyone all that kind of stuff but you know like uh what's what's that song like it's a man's world but it's nothing without a woman right uh, i mean that's really <laughs> it isn't it i mean we're yeah we're after one thing and that's to 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 procreate i imagine to to yeah. pass forth our seed and women are kind of the the vehicle for men to do that plainly yeah no it's 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 total um like i i find my, i i try to be as hashtag woke as I can sure. 
Okay. But, but I see lots of things where I'm, I tell people like, you know what, that thing that I thought or that thing that I said, that was pure monkey brain. <laughs> it's pure, it's right. pure me, you know, like um, me, you know, like, like, like a jealousy thing or whatever, you know, it's just pure, like me, like, no, that's, that's, this is, this is my banana. Right. No man can be, you know, like right. all these other things. We do, we do a lot of things as we still, we, no matter how like advanced we are, we still have that monkey brain. Right. You know? And I think even the more advanced we get all those advancements, the monkey brain is still kind of behind it, whether it's territory, yeah. uh, creating more value, creating more capital, whatever you want to say. We're, I do think we give humans a bit too much credit, truly. <laughs> yes, I 100% think so. <laughs> I 100% think so. Um, and, uh, and, it, and it's a little sad sometimes. <laughs> it is. It is to look at the reality. So, uh, but you wouldn't go to, you wouldn't go as far to say, like, would you, this, this sort of boom in pornography, uh, I'll say it then. I think pornography, at least for me, was a problem in my life when I was younger and in the, mm. in the last three years or so, I've really, I don't look at hardcore pornography anymore. I, I've expunged that from my life and I'm, I'm better for it. Yeah. I'm a better person without it. Yeah, I know. Like, um, I, I don't know. It's a diff. It's, it's really, it's really hard because, um, on one end, uh, when it's a woman choosing to do make pornography, mm -hmm. uh, I, like I said before, I think a woman should be able to do whatever they want. And if they want to fill a need and <laughs> make their lives better, mm -hmm. then great. Um, uh, like whether pornography is good or bad, you know, like I think in general, I can, I think we can say like, I, I at least I can say is not like the best, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, and, um, but like, uh, I, I, I definitely am always going to stand on, uh, uh, a woman's right to do whatever mm -hmm. she needs to do to, uh, with her body and mm -hmm. to make some money and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yep. Um, you know, like I don't, you know, even though I do shoot uh, OnlyFans uh, material, like my uh, the main uh, artistic side that I uh, that's 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 my main clientele and everything. Uh, I don't consider that pornography. I consider it art. Okay. So you know, like that's that's like a on, on that on that end, like mm -hmm. uh, yeah. No, no, I, no issues with the people that create it. I guess I just have freedom of choice as a consumer to say I'm better. I'm better without oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I'm I'm better. I'm better. I'm better without uh, black tar heroin. Yeah, so for sure, I I, I say no. Uh, just say no. <laughs> just say no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder though. Maybe, maybe maybe because I developed a a bit of a problem with chronic consumption of it and and chronic, you know, the behavior that goes with pornography and you do too much yep. of that and you can really you can wreak some havoc on your body hormonally, I think, and on a, on, a, on an energy, a focus, a drive level. I'm saying if you're not only, too much. Yeah. Not only in your body. I mean, like, you know, I was young and I've, I've, I watched a lot of pornography when I was young as well. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just mentally as well, yeah. you know, um, where the amount of stuff that actually like interests you, you know? <laughs> so, you know, eventually you're going on a date and, you know, if you try to get intimate, it's like, Hey, all right, you know, I guess to let you know, it's like, 
nothing can really start till we get like two clowns and some farm animals <laughs> in here, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. You know, when it gets to that level, you know, like, yeah, you know what? Maybe you should like chill. <laughs> right, because there's something about making sexuality, I think, into a thing where I'm spectating. I'm watching this happen mm. and I am not an active participant in it. And then when it's time for me to participate, yeah, exactly. I need to stick it somewhere. I need a clown and a, and a, and a gerbil or whatever, right? Like I've completely lost the, the plot of how sexuality figures into my life in a natural oh, yeah. way. Yeah, no, I think, I think, uh, I think pornography is, uh, you know, it can be very addicting and all that mm. stuff. And it, sometimes you do need to cleanse and yeah. just like anything else, mm-hmm. uh, just like someone who smokes, who's a chronic weed, weed smoker, yeah. they'll like, they'll stop for a while. so, cause they're not getting any kind of effects at all kind of thing by it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when you come to relationships and marriages and everything, uh, pornography has ruined how many of those. Right. Um, so, so like, so yeah, no, I, I definitely like understand on that aspect and everything, mm-hmm. but, but that's the same thing, you know, like it's, uh, it's, it, it's the same thing, you know, like you know, I, I had partners, who were uh, alcoholics okay and you know like um we're, we're just you know like alcohol am i gonna say that alcohol is bad and no one should drink alcohol kind of thing you know mm. it's just it's based on that person yes. it's based on like them abusing uh whatever it is right um so totally. so yeah so like on, on that on that end it's like on, on a per person basis um but whether it's like all in all bad i don't think so no i think that's fair I also think you make a good point where just in the same way as like me, the consumer, I'm the problem. If, if the pornography is a problem, it's, it's actually, it's a problem in me. Just like the alcohol is a problem in relation to me. It's, it's me. That's the problem actually. Yeah. You know, not what I'm, not what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm curious about like you, you're friendly with some of these sex workers or, you know, only fans, creators, strippers. What is their attitude towards their patrons generally, really? Like, how do they talk think, about these men that pay them? Um, I think, I think for the most part, the uh, at least the the at least the girls that I know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like they're they're respectful. Like they're not like back there just like bad mouthing people and everything. I, I think for uh, for the most part, they're they're very aware of of the relationships that they have. Okay, right? You know, like. Like this is this is John. John comes down and he buys me out every once in a while. Mm. Um, Cause John, you know, you know a lot. You you'll see when it comes to OnlyFans, when it comes to dancers, even when it comes to probably. Um, um, well, I know even when it comes to even actual sex, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever, um, you know, like escorts and everything. Uh, the people who come regular or become regulars and everything mm-hmm. and they'll pay for whatever services, a lot of times they just pay to spend time with the person. Mm. They like, I know, I, I know so many dancers throughout all the years, these regulars, they'll buy the girl out and they, they just want, they don't want dances. They don't want to see the girl naked the whole night, everything. They want to have some drinks with a pretty girl who makes them feel special. Right. You know? And because maybe at home, they're not getting that. Maybe they're alone. Maybe they have a wife that doesn't give them attention or they're in a bad marriage or Hmm. maybe, you know, whatever the case is. And, and I can understand that, you know, like sometimes, you know, like, uh, 
I think I think all of us as humans, we want that connection. Um, yeah. We want the intimacy. Mm-hmm. However, intimacy doesn't mean sex. Right. However, as well, uh, to you know, have intimacy between men and women as friends is really hard um, yeah. because of our previous conversations of you know like men and women and the sexual attractions and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. uh you know like not that men can't be friends with women because most of my friends are females and and i do have intimate connections and intimate friendships with my friends mm-hmm. however not everyone is like me as in where i can differentiate and use respect to make those uh boundaries right right so, you know, there's not many people who you can, uh, you know, like if, if a female wanted or if a male wanted just some kind of connection or I want to cuddle with someone and everything, mm-hmm. a lot of times that kind of will, you know, it might it'll turn at some point, I think. Uh, I think yes. for the majority, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of these people, they want uh, just intimate connections with someone that's pretty. And sometimes not even yeah. someone that's pretty. Sure. You know, like I, I, I've known, you know, all women are beautiful, obviously. Um, but, you know, like if, if you go to a strip club, you know, there's sometimes there's just like the girl next door kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like she's a beautiful woman in the sense of women. But in the in the world of the strip club where we're we're, we're being we're being, uh, you know, we're we're basing everything on like beauty and everything you know mm-hmm. uh the more kind of girl next door type a lot of times she would get she would be busy all the time because she's less uh she's like someone someone's gonna feel like they can connect with right because it's like their neighbor or someone right. that they can actually maybe have gone on a date with her or something themselves really you know and so and a lot of times with these regulars that's what they do they like connections uh with only fans a lot of times i mean most of the times i always tell girls make a wish list Make an Amazon wish list because <laughs> guys, you know, like, yeah, a guy will give you a tip and everything like that. But for these long-term guys, they'd rather buy you something that they know you'll wear or like a bag mm. or, or something like that because that connects that person to you. And so when they see that girl wearing that or doing that, like, they feel connected, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. Hey, it's it really is about a connection. It's like sex is part of that connection. Like, and people are just seeking to feel to fill the void in some ways, right? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. So, where in your mind then, like, if if there's this issue of respect between men and women, and and clearly a lot of men are lacking respect towards women, where does that respect have to start? Is that something that has to be beaten in? do you figuratively by your parents or is that something that maybe you need to learn through a community of other men or like a church type situation? Like what's, what's missing in our society, Walter? I think, I think this respect. Yeah. I think you said it there. I, it's not a, even though women are the brunt, uh, who, who, uh, who suffer Mm -hmm. because of it, I I think is definitely a male issue. Mm. I think men, need to police other men hmm. you know when when your buddy says like you know like oh yeah this girl got super drunk and like went home and like i had sex with her and all that kind of stuff you know it's like right. hey man was that consent <laughs> like was you know right. like 
you know, like instead of like, oh yeah, yeah, you banged her, wow, what? No, like fuck, You're like hey, bro, that's not cool. Hmm. You know, like you, you know, having someone getting someone drunk enough to have sex with you mm-hmm. is not like fully con- is not full consent, you know. Mm-hmm. And we have to police other men. You know, we have to we have to shame men who act a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, so because in our society we don't, you know, right? It's 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 men. You know, it's is the boys' club, right? You know, locker room talk and whatever, all that other bullshit and stuff, right? Yeah. And you know, and and that and that can't be the case. You know, we have to tell people, tell other men, and you know, like, like yes, we can go like it's a parenting thing. You need to like put that in, in you know, engrave that into like you know, like your children and all that kind of stuff. But um, we're talking about like as adults, mm-hmm. and for me, you know, like we have to not only policemen but also you know like when i when i um sometimes online you know like they'll like call out a photographer a male photographer and stuff right? right and 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 then and i think that's great you know like yeah you're doing shit you should be called out <laughs> um um and then you know some some sometimes women with like you know oh shoot with like female photographers and all that kind of stuff it's safer right okay uh, i'm all for that I'm all for that, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, you know what? Fuck this. You know, like, you're brand new. You know what? Go shoot with a female photographer. The odds are you're like, at least on that end, at least right. you'll be a little safer, you know? Mm-hmm. You'll be, and like, like, don't worry about me. You know, like, I hate, you know, that whole kind of like not me mentality, right? You know, like, yes. oh, like, yeah, like guys are fucking rapists and all they want to do is fuck you and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, guys are like fucking screaming, not me. I'm like a nice guy, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, it's not not me. Because you know what? In if you in average, if you take if you take everything, it's dan- men are fucking dangerous for women. Mm. <laughs> you know? And so like for when it comes to photography, uh, you know, I'm always like, yeah, fucking shoot with females. Like, I don't care. Uh, it doesn't bother me. It's not going to change the amount of clients that I get. Right. It's not going to do anything like that because I'm, you know, like I, you know, I get through referrals because of trust and because of my actions that I like, I work hard mm-hmm. at making sure art is there. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so I, 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 I really believe it's a male issue and men need to call out men more, whether that's going to happen. I haven't seen so. Right. That's, that's part of what worries me is like, we can say that men have to police men and, I think to an extent that's true, at least within our groups, right? Like if you're, like you say, your buddy's acting in the wrong way, you have to, you probably have to say something. But to me, it seems like a a real human revolution has to occur where on the inside somehow, and I don't know what this looks like, but people have to change the way that they, uh, I don't know. I think so many of it, there's so much trauma. There's so much, there's ego. Like you say, there's the monkey brain. Like people have to, I don't know the answer here, but to me, the problem Mm -hmm. always starts within. You know, we have to, we have to put the responsibility on the individual first to say, you need to at least think about how you're acting. I I know the answer. (laughs) The answer is, (laughs) the answer is, uh, like anything for any real change to happen, it has to affect men. Hmm. Then men will get up and, you know, in every fucking court and legislation and all that stuff, you know, like Hmm. they'll go. So what has to happen is it needs to affect the men as in, I don't know, maybe like maybe 
you know, like uh, some something that happens where it affects men. Uh, in my in my fantasy world, my brain, I'm like, sure. oh, there's gonna be like a rash of raping men. You know, then people will like start talking about, you right. know, but like, however that comes about or happens, who knows? But I'm just saying, like, in my brain, in my kind of like Sin City uh, justice <laughs> kind of sure. world, you know, like, yes, there's a slew of men being raped um, and by by women you know, or, or, or whatever. And, you know, and, and then, and then some actual change will happen because when it affects men, you know, like fucking like, yeah, we're gonna, you know, like forget like birth control for women and all that stuff. What guys dicks aren't getting hard. Yeah. Okay. We're going to put some big money in this. We're going to get <laughs> sure. all the biggest people, take all those people from cancer get, come over, right. come over here. We need to make men's dicks hard. We've got to figure <laughs> this out immediately. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know, I mean, so when it becomes. When it comes to sure. man's an actual male problem, I think that's when mm. we'll get real, real change. Other than that, I'm like you, confused. Confused. Right. That's about right. That should be the title of my podcast. I'm confused. Maybe, yes. uh, maybe if a race of like nine foot tall aliens came down and started raping and enslaving men, then they'd understand. Hey, I like that. I like that. I think you should you should start the screenplay. Okay, hundred percent. Walter, no, that's terrible. Well, maybe it is the move though, but. Is that it then? Like, we're just going to say that it, it is a gender-based issue and until men who are more or less in positions of power and until like, what's the revolution really look like? Like, I know I'm pressing you here, but like, is there a problem with, with the content, the entertainment that's being given to us? There's, uh, you know, God is pretty much out of the picture and we've replaced him with politicians supposedly. Like, there's a, there's a, what to me, what it is, is a lack of meaning for men and women and everybody. We, we don't, yeah. those higher ideals are somewhat out the window. And maybe that's a, maybe that's a meme. Maybe that was never really the case. But to me, there's, there's not something better. So it's, it's, we're, we, we get what we have today, the state of things. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I grew up religious. Okay. Um, and I would say I'm not religious anymore. I'm just spiritual. Sure. Um, however, I can't say that I wasn't instilled with some kind of uh, a higher moral stance or standard, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, even if I didn't agree and, you know, like I wanted to have sex before marriage or something like that, you know, right. even if all, all that stuff, you know, like when you learn, um, when you learn about, um, you know, like, I mean, the Bible, the Quran, they're, they're all like life lessons, right? They're all to, they're all to like try to get, masses of people to mm -hmm. kind of be, work together as a society you know yeah. you know like sure. i mean like the old testament they talk about like pork because back then like chris rock has a great thing about <laughs> a, a great skit about pork and you know back then pork would kill you you know and <laughs> but, like today pork will save your life you know <laughs> like i wish i could say like chris rock but um but you know like things like that you know they talk about uh, women menstruation and how they need to be like outside of like move outside of the town and and all this other stuff right because right back then they're just trying to like put in like ideals like overall ideals for society to to work together um yeah i think you're right we don't have that you know like um i don't think the church is the answer but it's 
something uh you know like there you know like i believe in energy mm. uh, i don't know like you know like I, I i believe in you know like different things sure however um you know i think kids should be taught you know like an uh thing you know be kind you know be kind to everyone and all that kind of stuff right yeah um but yeah you know uh politicians <laughs> money Mm-hmm. Those are our new yeah. gods. Yes, sir. You know, and and you know, like the the reason why I'm American. So you know, like I what happened with all Trump and everything. The reason why that happened is because so many people were lost, right? And they found and they found this this you know golden haired god <laughs> totally. <You came laughs> to follow. Down. Yeah, on the yeah to follow. And you know what? Like that's how low our society was, right? And that showed it. Right. There is that saying when you're low, it's a low door that opens. So it's like you, you, you do get what you ask for in a sense when you're down there. hundred percent. Walter, man, this was great. I thank you for doing this on short notice and, and for you really shared a lot of personal stuff. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, no, no problem, man. I re- I appreciate it too. And I, I always like talking and yeah, I'm, I, I'm all, I'm all about, uh, I'm all about like deeper thinking. Hey, that's great stuff. Well, we'll do it again then. How about in, you know? Few- yeah, for sure. Um, if people want to see your work, the best way is Instagram probably. Yeah, Instagram, Walter, A-L-I-A-G-A, NYC, Walter Aliaga, NYC. NYC because I was born in New York City. So Right, born in New York, ended up in Edmonton. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Doing God's, doing God's work here. I hear you, brother. <laughs> Thanks for your time, Walter. All the best on your you know upcoming shoots, whatever you got. I wish you the yeah, best. Yeah, thank you very much. Same, same, same as you. Okay, take care, man. All right, have a good one. You too. Thank you for listening to the North Bank Media Podcast. If you enjoy this conversation, please subscribe on YouTube and give us a like. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe as well and leave a five-star review.